1: Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Good morning. As always, we are wishing you a good morning because we are waking up, waking up to our true life. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your coach, founder of True Life Academy, and I really appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, Tonight, it's just you and I. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation about something very important to us. Uh, Actually, um, you're going to hear me talk which is kind of a monologue more than a conversation. But if you want to join in to the conversation, please give me a call. And I'll leave the phone line open, and I'll tell you what it is a a few times throughout so that you have the ability to call in if you'd like. But that's okay. If you just want to hear what I've got to say, I think you will enjoy it just the same. The number here, if you'd like to call and talk with me live, it's 866 404 6519 866 404 6519. And you can join True Life Academy Live and and let your thoughts and your feelings be known about this subject or any other subject that uh, is on your mind. But I think this one will, in fact, raise a lot of emotions in you. And I say that because that is the subject tonight. We're going to talk about emotions, your emotions, our emotions and what it really means for us to live uh, with these emotions that we have that are with us all the time. So I will, uh, first of all, just ask you a question, and I want you to think about this for a moment. Do your emotions run your life? Do your emotions control your life? So if you were to answer that question, uh, I'd be interested to hear how you answered it. You know, typically, your emotions, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, often affect the decisions you make. They often affect your behavior. Uh, your emotions affect, uh, well, your choices and your actions. And uh, and they affect what you kind of become and who you, who you become. Uh, what you have and, 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 and what, you, what you do, all these things are affected by your emotions. And some people hear that question and they say, do your emotions run your life? And it sounds like it's disempowering, like you really don't have control over your life if you let your emotions run your life. You know, I've heard people say, well, this, this guy or this person, this girl, she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Have you heard that one? Wearing your emotions on your sleeve. Well, that's simply a person who's actually showing you what their emotions are all the time. Uh, and there's like very little filtering going on. Uh, so, you know, I know that many of us do that from time to time. Some people do it all the time. So let's talk about this, this uh, thing called emotions that, that in some cases runs our life or controls our life. Well, here's the question. The question is, do your emotions control and run your life? And the answer to that, I'm not sure what answer you gave to that, but let me tell you the answer you should have given to that. And the answer is yes, of course they do. The things that you do, the decisions you make, the behaviors that you have, the choices you make, the actions you take, all of these things are based on how you're feeling at the time you make that choice. Now, you may consciously decide to go against your emotions and make a different choice, but it's really based on what you're feeling at the time. You are making a conscious choice based on your emotions, good or bad. So it's not a bad thing when you say, does your emotions or do your emotions control your life or run your life? The answer is yes, of course they do. And, and they do for all of us. Now It's important to know that because... If we are trying to be anything else other than what our emotions are uh, dictating to us, then uh, we're going to find ourselves struggling a little bit, trying to manipulate our lives in a certain way, in, in such a way that it's incongruent with what we're really feeling. And so I want to offer to you that just be aware that your emotions are in fact uh, helping you run your life in certain cases or control your life because that's really where, that, uh, where the rubber hits the road. Now, that's not disempowering. In fact, it should be empowering to know that. You know, so it's not a bad thing. It's a normal thing. Emotions are, in fact, what we use to uh, make our decisions and con- control our behavior and our choices and our actions. So uh, if you disagree with that, I'd like to hear from you. And uh give me your thoughts on that i 'm going to dive a little deeper into this because I think you uh, you really should understand uh, why that is and what really happens that results in the way we live, how we run our life, how we control our life, and how emotions impact us now, some of you might be asking well listen clarence you've you've said many times over the weeks that we 've been listening that it's what you think about that determines your life. Now you're telling us it's our emotions. You know, I, I have a saying that, uh, that you've heard me say a few times, and if you haven't, uh, you might write this one down because I still hold true to it. And that is, what you fill your mind with, you fill your life with. It's as simple as that. What you fill your mind with, you fill your life with. Okay, so how does that how does that jibe with what I just talked about in terms of your emotions controlling your life? If it's your mind, then why are you talking about emotions? Well, the, the, the answer is simple. What you are thinking affect what you feel. So your emotions are a direct consequence of the thoughts that you keep in your, in your mind, in your head. So they are separate things, but they are connected. Now, when we talked... On the very first show, the very first show, earlier this year, This Thing Called Life, I think that's what the show was titled, I made sure that I established with you the bases and the basics of what kind of creates who we are, what we're made of. And I tried to simplify it in a way that made sense and that anybody and everyone could really consume and, and digest Now, I know our lives are much more complicated than the way I've described it there, but I think this is very uh, pertinent to the issue that we're talking about today. And the way I described us as humans becoming, because we're always changing, is that we have these four layers, our physical layer, our mental layer, our emotional layer, and our spiritual layer. Now, the emotional layer is what we're talking about today, but All of those together, connected together, make up who we are. So when I talk about our emotional state and what we're doing emotionally, understand that it's driven by the thoughts that we keep mentally. All right? And if you go up another layer to the physical layer, a physical layer actually generates activity that our mind interprets and creates the thoughts. So if something were to happen to you physically, you get up one morning and you jump on the scale and you find out that you are uh, four pounds heavier than you you thought you were yesterday, that's a physical activity. Your eyes physically have seen that number, jump up four pounds, and now you're going to have a thought about that. And that thought in your mind is going to create a feeling inside of you about it. I don't know if you're going to feel good or bad about that, but... The thoughts create the emotion. The physical creates the thought. The thought creates the emotion. All right? So those three layers are connected. And I want you to get that uh, uh, as I'm saying it to you because it's it's uh, it's important that we understand the relationship between the things that happen to us every day and the, the things we think about every day and the things we feel about those things that are happening to us and those things we think about. Because guess what? If we go back to that first question I asked, do your emotions run your life or control your life? And the answer is yes. Then what we're saying then is that the things that happen into in your life, depending on how you think about them and what thoughts you hold about those things happening in your life are going to create, are going to create an emotion that will in fact determine your decisions, your behavior, your choices, your actions. So, in a very loose way, the things that happen in your life, those physical things that happen, whether it's jumping on the scale and seeing four pounds more than you saw yesterday or whether it's uh, getting hit by a car or breaking an arm or or getting uh, a kiss on the cheek from somebody or a slap on the cheek, those physical things create thoughts that create emotions that start to run your life. So understanding that connection is, is very important, and I want to make sure that you get that because uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to take just another layer deeper and and step deeper into this thing called emotions. Now, many of us think, well, our emotions are either good or bad. And so we have judgment about these emotions. We're either happy or we're sad. And obviously we know that we're not just binary creatures. We, We don't have two states of mind, happy or sad. It's not one or the other. But there are two paths that we take. And, and, and we're going to talk about what those paths are that include all of these other emotions that run through us um, when, we, uh, when we get a chance here. So understand your physical, mental, and emotional layers are connected in such a way that what happens on the outside physically to you create thoughts, and those thoughts create emotions, and those emotions Create your decisions, your behavior, your choices, your actions. That's, what you, that's how you're living your life. Um, but I left out one, and we'll talk about it when we get back after the break, and that's your spiritual nature. Now, your spiritual nature is, is uh, a yet another animal, and we won't spend a lot of time there this week because the, the topic is emotions, but we will touch on that so you understand how that's connected. So after the break, we'll talk more. Thanks.
0: Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break.
2: Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com. Have you ever wondered if you're
3: normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, on TogiNet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 Central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media, and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our. Lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, LouPaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host Lou Paget Wednesday nights at nine eight Central on Toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are here talking about something that we all have, and that is is our emotions. Our emotions control our life. Our emotions run our life. So when I say that, many people immediately have this uh, negative feeling about that. Well, I don't want my emotions to control my life. Uh, I want to be separate from my, from my emotions so that I can really control my life. Um, but the, the fact is, your emotions do control your life. Now, here's the, here's the difference. If you don't have control of your emotions... Then yes, you you don't have control over your life, and that's what people often think. They think, well, I don't have control over my life if I don't have if if my emotions are running my life. Well, that simply says you're not really managing uh, the emotions very well. So that's uh, we're not going to talk too much about that right now. But I want to give you um, that just brief uh, statement so that you feel some level of comfort that. Because your emotions control your life doesn't mean that your life is out of control. It just means that there are other things w- you can do with your physical, your mental, and your emotional self to maintain control within your life. So uh, let's take another step about the emotions themselves. I, I did talk about uh, having you know more emotions than just being happy and just being sad. And there's been a lot of work around uh, that. And uh, I, I think the, the key here is to know that we have a tremendous amount of emotions, po- emotional possibilities within us. And uh, to try and sum it up to say we've got one or the other, happy or sad, is really doing ourselves a disservice because we really are more complex than that. Uh, so I'm going to share with you some of these other levels of emotion that that we have that might help clear things up. But before I do, I want to address this very critical piece of our nature, this critical piece of our being. As I talked about our physical layer affecting what we think and our thoughts affecting what we feel, uh, there's this fourth layer that I always spend time on, and that is our spiritual layer. That is our true self, our authentic self. That's the connection to the universe. That's the connection to uh, who we really are. And, and so if you follow that path down from the things that happen to us physically and the things we think about in terms of those things that happen to us, and then you move to our emotional layer and what we feel about those things because we're thinking a certain thing about about that, wouldn't it just stand to reason that our spiritual nature would change because our emotions have changed? Well, here's where it gets a little bit interesting because our spiritual nature doesn't change. Even though our physical environment may change, our mental environment, what we're thinking about and our thoughts about these things may change, and our emotional state may change. Our spiritual nature, who we truly are, who we really are, does not change. All right? So heres it's not a disconnect in terms of who we are, this thing called life, and how we're put together. In fact, there is a flow that takes place in the other direction, if we allow it. Our spiritual nature can flow up through our emotional, physical, and uh, mental, and physical layers if we get in touch with that spiritual self. But it does not flow back into our spiritual nature. That is concrete. That is the way it has been, the way it is, and the way it always will be. Your spiritual nature, your true self, your truth about who you are does not change. Um, It's connected to the grander spirituality of this world that we, this universe that we're in. Uh, You can call it what you'd like. Um, God is the word that a lot of people can relate to. And I'll use that word here simply because it means so much to so many people. Our connection to God is through our spiritual nature. Our connection to God is through our spirit. And if that's the case, then that cannot change because we, we can't change God by the way we think and by the way we are have with things that are happening in our life and the, by the way we feel. And if our connection to God is through our spirit, And that won't change just because we feel a certain way. I hope you're following me here. You know, uh, in in certain uh, spiritual writings, it has been said that we have been made in God's own image. Now, that doesn't mean that we look like God in terms of our physical self. It doesn't even mean we think the same way or that, that our emotions are the same way. What it is saying, though, is that being made in the image of God is really saying that our spiritual self is the splitting image of God. That's where we are the same. And that's been the same before, today, and always. Okay? So that never changes. So I just wanted to um, just clarify that because our true self, our spiritual nature, is connected to who we are overall. And it's a part of physical, mental, and emotional uh, self. But... Our physical, mental, and emotional self do not change our spiritual truth. All right. I hope you get that. Uh, I, I just wanted to, to state that because we are, we are connected. Those layers are connected. But um, I just want to make sure that you're clear about that when I say our emotional uh, self controls our life. It controls the things we do in terms of decisions, behaviors, and choices, but it does not control who we really are. All right, so I, I think I spent enough time there. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about the uh, the other emotions that we have. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna set uh, everything aside for a moment, and we talked about being happy or being sad. Well, truth is that we have a tremendous amount of emotions that go through us all the time, and uh, we we range from. Uh, I'll just give you the top end. All right, let's talk about the very. Uh, uh, top end of our emotions, meaning the best of our emotions that um, are closest to, to our, true, it, our true nature and our true spirit. And that top end of our emotions that are affected by our, our true nature, um, I'm going to use maybe three or four terms that you might be able to relate to. Um, joy. Uh, empowerment. Freedom. Freedom. Uh, love appreciation so those those are emotions that we have that are at the very top end of our our nature okay that's brings us almost in in connection to our and that brings us in connection to our spiritual nature so that 's at the top end that's becomes more of who we really are now i 'm going to go through um I'll just call them 20, let's say 20 or 30 different other emotions that we, we have. And it, go, it starts going downhill from there. Uh, so we want, to live in a, we want to live at that top level. We want to live in joy and empowerment and in freedom and in love and appreciation. That's what we really want. And that's what we strive for. Those things create this, uh, this term that we call happiness. When we are living in those emotions, that's when we are quote unquote happy. And the one thing that that I've recognized and I've learned over many years and talking to many people, not only around me but around the world, around the globe, the thing that everyone seems to want in their life is happiness. It doesn't matter if you're a criminal or you're a priest everybody wants happiness. And that is, uh, it's not cultural. It's not, uh, it has nothing to do with age, race, anything. Everybody wants that happiness. I'm here to tell you that living in the set of emotions that are at the top end of who you are, that joy, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation, those are the emotions that we'll just call it, they, they secrete the happiness within us. They, they create the happiness that we feel. And so um, my encouragement is to try to acquire, try to reach those levels of emotions that I talked about. Now, the other 40, 50 the emotions that we have going downhill from there, unfortunately, we do uh, go down from there, but we all have them. And at the very bottom, We'll just talk about the very bottom. We won't talk about all of them, but at the very bottom of our emotional scale, uh, there are things like fear and, and grief, uh, depression, uh, powerlessness, uh, even being a victim, you know, victimization. I mean, that's that's an emotion that we feel. And those are at the very bottom, and and, and what that breeds uh, when you're at the very bottom is a a sense of Desperation, I'll call it, or uh, despair. You know. So when, when I talk about uh, those two ends of the spectrum, the top end is the happiness end and the very bottom is the path to despair. And, and so understanding that there are two paths, one that takes you up and one that takes you down, is uh, somewhat empowering because it allows you now to understand which direction you're headed as you start to evaluate your emotional state. All right, so I, I'm going to try not to be too uh, teachy and preachy here because, uh, you know, I, I don't want you to think that I'm just talking at you. I want you to really take this in and, 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 and even call me. Call me so, so that I can get your take on it as well. Uh, the number, again, is 866-404-6519. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the emotions that reside in between this upper level um, happiness state and this lower level despair state. And there's a lot in between that we experience every day. Uh, So I just want to make sure that we know uh, where we are at any given point in time. And then I'll also give you um, some opportunity to learn how to move toward that upper end as opposed to sliding down the lower end. There's some, there's some things that we can do to help manage that. And that's where you start to take control of your thoughts and your emotions, which ultimately control your life. Since your emotions control your life, you want to be able to manage that a little, a little better. Some of us do it very well. Some of us not so well. So hopefully you'll find what I have to share uh, enlightening, empowering, and um, a bit of knowledge. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the difference between um, knowledge and wisdom here uh, after the break. But uh, I want us to move toward that level of happiness. And uh, after the break, I'll give you something that that may, be, may lift your spirits a little bit. How's that? So after the break, listen in.
0: with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
2: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. with kids in the summer how to set up your one-room schoolhouse how obedience is paramount and what to do with those snakes plus you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you glean from other homeschoolers so join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler vivian mcninney friday afternoons at five four central on toginet.com
0: welcome back to true life academy your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And we are talking about something that's near and dear to all of us, and that resides within us, and that is our emotions. Hey, You know, I talked about the upper end of the scale being uh, uh, these wonderful things like joy and empowerment, freedom, love, and appreciation uh, that breeds this happiness that we have. And so just... Uh, in, I guess, in honor of our happiness, I wanted to uh, just just play this, uh, this song that's very popular right now, and we'll just play it for a couple of minutes, and uh, I'll talk to you a little bit about that. It's something interesting. Okay, let's go. you enjoyed that. Uh, you know, certainly it's one of those songs that kind of sticks in your head and, and you, uh, you end up singing it even when it's not playing. Uh, if you notice some of the words, even the, right when we faded out there, he says his love is so high, you can't bring me down. And it's about being happy uh, all the time. And so it's, it's tough to do. But he recognized that it's based on that upper end of emotions being Uh, joyful and empowerment, freedom, love, and appreciation. Anyway, uh, you know, Pharrell Williams, who is the uh, writer, producer, and uh, the artist of that song, uh, is, you know, it's kind of interesting. I met Pharrell, oh, I think it was in 2003. Uh, I believe it was 2003 or 2004. I was in Virginia. He's from Virginia Beach. And, you know, at the time... I had recognized him and knew him from a couple of videos that he had been a part of. He was on one of Justin Timberlake's videos when Justin was just starting out, uh, a, a separate from his his days with uh, one of the boy groups. And also, um, uh, Pharrell was, was, was just in the background of most videos, and he was a, a writer and a producer, but he was not an artist per se. Uh, until a couple of years later anyway i was at a starbucks and uh i i heard this couple behind me and uh, the guy says okay it, it, it was it was pharrell and and a, a girl he was with a woman he was with at the time and he was there was a couple of other people there uh with them and pharrell was uh asking her what she wanted in terms of a drink now it wasn't though it wasn't one of those hey what do you want sweetheart Oh, I want this. Okay, I'll make sure you get it. It was one of those, what are you going to have? Uh, Well, I'm not sure. Come on, make up your mind. What are you going to have? So it was was kind of interesting because it caught my attention enough for me to turn around. And they weren't arguing or fighting. It was just this little tension there. And I, I turned around and I saw him and I said, and I couldn't think of his name. He wasn't as popular as he is now, obviously. And I did not know his name, but I knew of his work. And I said, excuse me, I know who you are. And I apologize that I can't think of your name. I just want to let you know, I like your work. I appreciate your work. And he said, that's okay. Uh, My name's Pharrell. And uh, I said, yeah, that's it. (laughs) As if I was going to say, no, that's not it. Uh, But anyway, it was an interesting meeting with him. Uh, At that moment in time, he was probably not, I did not sense that he was in a state of joy and freedom and empowerment and love. But just because of what he was uh, the way he was being with the person he was with now it doesn 't mean he was in this place of despair either. he was somewhere in the middle there somewhere along that line of forty plus emotions that take place between the very top and the very bottom so let 's t- let 's discuss uh, what these what these levels are i i 'll call them levels of emotions that we go through um, uh, there are a lot of them. So uh, let, me, uh, let me do this. I'm going to just put that on pause for a second because I do have an email question from, from a listener. Uh, here's the deal. The question is, let me see if I can find it here. The question is, uh, how, does, how does trust uh, connect or disconnect with our emotions? Uh, is trust another emotion? And the, the, the short answer is, as I look through the 40-plus uh, emotions that, that I've been able to research, trust itself is not an emotion per se. But trust or the lack of trust can create emotions or emotions uh, can create the, the trust or lack of trust that is connected to emotions such as doubt, such as worry, such as uh, uh, insecurity – these are all emotions on that list of 30, 40, 50 emotions that we have uh, where trust is a kind of an off- offshoot of have, uh, living in a place of doubt, living in a place of worry, living in a place of blame and, and insecurity. Those are emotions that we have that create trust or mistrust. Now, when, when you have trust, if you're, trust is more of a thought. Let's, let's put it that way. So when we think about something in such a way, that is trustworthy or, or mistrustful, then it creates the emotion that is going down that path that I talked about toward that level of despair. It's going in that direction toward despair and not toward the level of happiness, right? So if you're, uh, if you're really trusting of someone, you're okay and, and moving toward the level of happiness is easier to do. If you're mistrusting of someone, then your emotions are going to move in the opposite direction uh, toward the level of despair. And so we want to pay attention to what we're feeling when uh, when this this issue of trust comes up. Is it doubt? Is it worry? Is it insecurity? Uh, is it anger? Is it, is it rage? All those things are moving us into that area of despair. So I, I, I know without a, a back-and-forth conversation with the with the questioner, then it's it, I may not I may have missed the the answer that they were looking for. So, but I wanted to address that because that was emailed to me uh, live while we we're here on the air. So, um, as I talk about these forty or fifty motions we have, I'm just going to point out a few, and I'm going to move uh, in a direction. Actually, I'm going to start where I call the fulcrum, the point, the the turning point, the corner uh from we'll call it from the path to happiness to the path to despair that focal point that that fulcrum if you will uh that that pivoting point um there are a list of emotions that start to take us downward and i'm going to just share those with you in sequence in order that uh that move us toward that that final fear grief depression powerlessness and victim area that is where despair lies okay so here are the here are the emotions that take us in that direction starting with boredom not so bad pessimism frustration irritation impatience overwhelmment disappointment you see we're moving further and further down doubt worry Blame, discouragement, then here's where it picks up steam. Anger, revenge, hatred, rage, all emotions that are taking us further and further down. Jealousy, insecurity, guilt, unworthiness. Till we get to that bottom, fear, grief, depression, victim, powerlessness, so I hope you sensed and got a feel for how that path heading down toward despair is is paved with all of these emotions that are on that path. And if you want to put judgment on them, we'll call them negative emotions. I, I try not to be judgment judgmental because there's probably a time and place for every emotion that you feel as long as you don't stay there. And in fact, I heard someone say about anger, there was a quote that I heard that, uh, if I can find it, I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, anger is an energizing emotion. It prompts action against a perceived threat. So there may be a time where anger, <laughs> anger is appropriate, uh, but the key is being able to identify it, know it's there, know where you are, acknowledge it, and decide, because this thing of choice that we have, we can decide if that's the right emotion for us. And if it is not, then we need to do something. If it is, again, that's your choice. Uh, you know, I'm not here to say that you must have all positive emotions all the time. I'm telling you that these emotions run your life. And if you choose to let certain ones continually run your life, then that's the life you're going to have. So... You have that choice. Um, we're going to step away again for for a moment, uh, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the other side, going up the scale, because I think that's more empowering, and uh, and I'm going to try to uh, give you some some insights on how to move um, in that direction. I think you don't need any help in moving down toward despair, because uh, if you just let it go. Uh, you can do that. But if you really want to help manage your decisions, your behaviors, your choices, your actions, and help control and run your life because your emotions do that, you need some tools to help you move up the scale. So when we get back, we'll talk about that. Thanks.
0: Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break.
2: Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on Joginet.com. Dr., Dr. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette. We'll also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter Devent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered if you're
3: normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet, Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives for more on Lou check out her website Paget.com. this is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question join us for sex talk with Lou with your host Lou Paget Wednesday nights at 9 8 central on toginet.com
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Good morning again. Uh, Hopefully, you're getting something out of tonight's show. It is something that's near and dear to all of our hearts because that's where our emotions lie, so to speak. Um, All right, so we had talked about, just briefly before the break, the slide down the emotional scale on the, we'll call it the path to despair. And that path to despair was littered littered with uh, negative emotions, okay, I'm going to be judgmental, emotions that take us further and further away from our true self, our true being. All right. So our true nature, as we talked about this, the nature of our spirit is really love. That's who we really are. Every one of us. I don't care if you're again, if you're a criminal a murderer or if you're a priest or just a, a child, the true nature of our spirit is love. And that's where we uh, we truly find our our authenticity. OK, so as we move up the scale toward that true nature, toward the truth of our being, uh, we're heading in what I'll call the right direction. If we're moving away from that, that's going down the scale of emotions toward this uh, path of despair. Now, again, you're going to feel all of these emotions at some point during your life. There's just, um, just no way to avoid that, that we are complete humans, so I'm not... Saying that you've got to be robotic and you only can live in the area of the path to happiness. If you're not living in the area of the path to happiness, there's something wrong with you. No, no, of course not. How many of you have been angry before? Of course, we all have. How many of you have been discouraged and and doubtful and and insecure and, and even had fear and even felt grief? These are all natural emotions that we feel. So this is not judgmental. That's why I don't want to say negative and positive emotions because it becomes one of those things that that you will interpret as me saying, well, you should never feel these negative emotions. No, you are going to feel those. That is normal. If you don't feel those, I think that's abnormal. There's something kind of turned off in your brain that is not allowing your thoughts to take you there because your thoughts will take you there. Again, your thoughts drive your emotions. So uh, if you're... Really uh, thinking across the full spectrum of life, your thoughts will take you all the way from the bottom all the way to the top. So if you're really stuck on any one emotion, however, and you find yourself there a lot, that's when I think you should say to yourself, okay, wait a minute. This isn't good either because what we have in us is what I call a built-in feedback loop. That is the loop that guides us to making choices. And this loop says it it connects to an emotion and it feeds that back to our brain. And our brain interprets that and says, okay, I get it. I'm angry. And it either refuels the emotion by taking that thought and just amplifying it and going back into that anger emotion. And then that feedback loop says, okay, you're even more angry. You're You're moving toward rage and hatred. And the brain says, yeah, I get that. Uh, I'm going to stay here. And then it goes back and it, and it feeds. So it's a, it's a loop that goes back and around and round and around. Now, that's why the spiral downward can happen so quickly. Because you're, you, you don't just have an emotion and that's where it sits. Your brain and your mind are evaluating your emotions all the time. And if you're evaluating your emotions and you decide to stay there, then that's a choice you're making. And I think um, it would be uh, advantageous if you really understood the choice of staying in that emotion, knowing that the, the path, it's a slippery slope that will take you further and further down. So your first, your disappointment or your, your frustration will lead to doubt. Your doubt will lead to a, a certain amount of worry. Uh, you'll start to be blameful. Uh, you, you'll, you may even get to anger, and then you start to get to a level of of, of rage and, and maybe even hatred and insecurity. Uh, see, when you start moving down that path, remember that path that I talked through? You are heading down to the bottom. And so catch yourself if those are the thoughts that are driving those emotions and turn it around. Okay, so let's go back up the scale. That point, uh, that fulcrum, that pivot point that I talked about that started with boredom and went downward there's a, uh, a, um, a path that goes upward. So here's the good news. There's a way to go the other way, the other direction. And that direction is called the path to happiness. And so let's start with uh, boredom was the, was the top of that path to despair. At the bottom of the path to happiness, I'll call it contentment. Now, listen to the words as I say them as I move up the scale, contentment. There's nothing wrong with contentment, just like there was really nothing that wrong with boredom, because that's that middle point where, okay, I'm content, everything's fine. And then you move up the scale to hopefulness, hopefulness. And then a level above that, optimism. Be above that, positive expectations. Beyond that, enthusiasm. And beyond that, passion. And then you get up there where there's joy and empowerment and freedom and love and appreciation. Okay, so do you see how that moves up the scale toward the top lever, the top level? And at that level is where happiness becomes, uh, it it, be, it becomes a part of, of the reaction. So moving from contentment to hopefulness to optimism to positive expectations, to enthusiasm to passion, all the way up to joy, empowerment, freedom, love, and appreciation. Those are the, the things that are aligning the path to the level of happiness. Just as those are, there are several emotions lining the path down to despair, there are these other emotions aligning uh, lining the path up to happiness. And it's just a matter of recognizing where you are. So if you recognize that I'm on this path of happiness because I'm I'm here, uh, at, at maybe positive expectations, and then you find yourself moving uh, towards boredom and pessimism, now you know you're going in the other direction. So, okay, may, there may be things happening in your life, physically, that are creating that, that are creating the thoughts that create the emotions, okay? So sometimes you have to change what's happening physically in order to change your thoughts about it, and then change that will change the emotions, so you cannot always just force it from the emotional side and say, well, I'm just going to be happy. That doesn't always work. Well, I'm going to think happy thoughts. Well, that's, that many times does work. And so sometimes just the way you think about things is enough. But then there are those times where you really have to change what's happening around you physically in order to have better thoughts, in order to have better emotions. So you may have to make different choices in your life to change the, the physical side of what 's happening in your life, so that it 's easier to have positive thoughts and it 's easier to have these great emotions all right so that's that 's kind of where we're, we I wanted to share with you today those two paths and how they work in your life and how they really control your life um, I, I do want to uh, share with you one other thing uh, and it has to do with uh, at the very top of the emotional scale we had talked about Uh, joy, empowerment, freedom, love, and appreciation. Notice the word appreciation. Now, you know, when when we start, I don't know that I did it this week, and I apologize if I didn't, but when I end the show, typically I will say, do these three things. Live a a life of thankfulness. Live with an attitude of gratitude. Give when you can, and love first, then choose. Well, the first thing I talk about is gratitude. The first thing I talk about is appreciation, living a life of appreciation. When you do that, then you will put yourself in a space where you are attracting and you are open to the happiness that's available to you. You are open to the joy, the love, the freedom that's available to you. So in terms of putting yourself in that space, I always like to have people living adi- with an attitude of gratitude, be thankful in everything. And, and again, I say be thankful in everything because it allows ha- allows for happiness. I don't say be thankful for everything because when you're thankful for things, then there's a condition on your gratitude. Well, I'll be thankful if I get that new car, then I'll be thankful for that new car. Now, You have to be thankful even when something bad happens in your physical life, be thankful that you are of what you are and who you are. Be thankful in your spirit, be thankful in your life. So when you are thankful and you live with appreciation and in that attitude of gratitude, then happiness is available. It allows for happiness to come in. So. Those are the three things I always leave you with. And I'm going to leave those with you today. Uh, but before I, I go, I'm going to uh, just end the show with, the, uh, with the, the happiness song that we've been talking about all over the world. People are living this song. One, one last thing I want to just, before the song plays, uh, Pharrell did an interview with Oprah where he broke down and cried. And he cried. If you can look, if you'll, look you'll be able to look it up on, online. He cried because she showed him a, a video of people all over the world that were dancing to his song. Okay? That just tells me that everyone around the globe wants to be happy. Live a great life this week. Here you go. Be thankful. Give when you can. Love, then choose. Talk to you next week.
0: Clarence Caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended